सो वी विल कंटिन्यू कैंटो टेन पार्ट फोर चैप्टर एटी वी वर डूइंग वर्सेस फ्रॉम सुदामा विजिट्स लॉर्ड कृष्णा सो देर वाज अ क्वेश्चन व्हिच वाज आस्ट आर देर एनी अदर स्टोरीज ऑफ कृष्णा दैट दैट आर वेरी ब्यूटीफुल सो द स्टोरी दैट इज बीइंग टोल्ड इज अबाउट सुदामा सो लेट अस सी व्हाट हैपेंस we have come to a point where mostly it was a spiritual discussion so far so now let us go on to the story so we are doing chapter 80 sudama visits lord krishna text 5 so the goswami said thus question by king vishnurata the powerful sage badrayani replied his heart fully absorbed in meditation on the supreme personality of god had vast there Sudeva Goswami said Lord Krishna had a certain brahmana friend named Sudama who was most learned in the vedic knowledge and detached from all sense objects furthermore his mind was peaceful and his senses subdued so Krishna had a friend called Sudama now we are going to learn about Sudama's story living as a householder he maintained himself with whatever came of his own accord the wife of that poorly dressed brahmana suffered along with him and was emancipated from hunger now sudama story is somewhere further down in time so we will go backwards in time also towards his childhood but just now let us see sudama is a very poor man he is a brahmana he is living in that particular area and his wife is he is he is already married and wife is also poorly dressed and he is also not earning well at all the chaste wife of the poverty stricken brahmana once approached him her face dried up because of her distress trembling with fear she spoke as follows sudama's wife said o brahmana isn't it true that the husband of the goddess of fortune is the personal friend of your exalted self the greatest of the yadavas the supreme lord krishna is compassionate to brahmanas and very willing to grant them his shelter so sudama's wife knows about sri krishna so she says that oh you know you have a friend he is the supreme lord so from there on what she is going to say oh fortunate one please approach him the real shelter of all saints he will certainly give abundant wealth to such a suffering householder as you so she says to him why don't you approach him if you approach him and say that see i don't have any money i don't have this that maybe he will give you something because he always takes care of the brahmanas and you are a brahman friend lord krishna is now the ruler of bhoja vrishnis and andhakas and is staying at dwarka since he gives even his own self to anyone who simply remembers his lotus feet what doubt is there that he the spiritual master of the universe will bestow upon his sincere worshipper prosperity and material enjoyments which are not even very desirable so sudama's wife is very intelligent she says you should know that sri krishna is the master of this entire universe now anything that you ask from him he bestows on his devotees whatever now this statement can be construed by a normal human being as so let me go and ask the lord for whatever i feel like that means what 
our normal tendency of every human being is okay now i don't have money so let me go and ask for money now i don't have this so let me go and ask for this i don't have children so i'll ask for children if i don't have a wife i'll ask for a wife if i don't have in a job i'll ask for a job so on and so forth you know we are going to keep on asking him and the lord is going to grant everything that is coming you know whatever is asked that is the general idea but let us not get into this kind of a state where we are always dependent on the lord for everything remember sudama's case is he has reached the uttermost limit you know the highest limit that is possible in his poverty he has absolutely nothing to eat he is an emaciated he is emaciated means a very thin brahman he has nothing on his body no only flesh is remaining so that is the reason why she says ki can you go and approach him our job is not to keep on going to the lord time and again the job we what we have to do in our normal world is you have been given hands legs brains you know all kinds of beautiful stuff has been given to you why is it not you know why 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 do you think you cannot do anything so first is called self effort and when nothing works absolutely nothing works your limit is you cannot say oh i am going to set the limit at 500 and if i am reaching around for, you know now 499 chalo i will approach the lord no your limits means are you not capable of doing what you are supposed to do let us say if you need money can you not work hard for the money can you not get a job can you not go and try out in this material world so first we need to try it's only in the extreme circumstances when you there is no choice left at that time you need to approach the lord sukdev goswami continued when his wife thus repeatedly implored him in various ways the brahmana thought to himself to see lord krishna is indeed the greatest achievement in life thus he decided to go but first he told her my good wife is there anything in the house i can bring as a gift please give it to me so he asked his wife kenasi i am going to meet sri krishna he's a very old friend of mine but before i go over there can you just give some small thing as a gift or something like that sudama's wife begged four handfuls of flat rice from neighboring brahmana tied up the rice in a torn piece of cloth and gave it to her husband as a present to lord krishna so what she can give from her house there is nothing in the house nothing to eat also so she goes to the neighbor's place and just ask for four handful of you know uh, flattened rice we call it poha poha you know or uh, i don't know what else you call it it's a beaten rice huh? the rice is flat and in south or in north india we have this uh, yeah poha so she is giving him poha it's a flattened rice so now she has given it to him she has tied it up in one piece of cloth the learned brahmana joined by some other local brahmins passed three guard stations and went through three gateways okay no sorry i missed out one line so taking the flat rice the saintly brahmana set off for dwarka all the while wondering how will i be able to have krishna's audience you know it is extremely difficult for a normal human being to have an audience of somebody great i think about it from that point of view 
even you know even for if you have if you are working in a company to talk to your an immediate boss or maybe <laughs> one boss above you have to send out a calendar invite maybe talk to his secretary or do so many things before you can wrangle an appointment and think about it here he is coming all the way to meet his friend but he is dressed very poorly he is literally you know in tatters and there is no way in which he can uh, you know he doesn't know how to meet the king of that country that is krishna the learned brahmana joined by some other local brahmanas passed through three guard stations and went through three gateways and then he walked to the home of lord krishna's faithful devotee dandakas and rishnis which ordinarily no one could go could do he then entered one of the opulent palaces belonging to lord hari's 16000 queens and when he did so he felt as if he were attaining the bliss of liberation so he has entered three gates after that he comes to this place which is of the andakas and the vrishnis and then he comes to this palaces of 16000 wife of krishna at that time lord achyuta was seated on his consort's bed bed Spot, spot, spotting the brahmana at some distance the lord immediately stood up went forward to meet him with great pleasure and embraced him so krishna is watching from his window maybe and when he sees sudama is coming from there he immediately recognizes him and goes down to meet him the lotus eyed supreme lord felt instance intense ecstasy upon touching the body of his dear friend the wise brahmana and thus he shed tears of love so when you meet somebody after a very long time naturally you become very emotional lord krishna seated his friend sudama upon the bed then the lord who purified the whole world personally offered him various tokens of respect and washed his feet again there is a mention of washing the feet now sudama is one of his very very old friends and still krishna welcomes him by giving him whatever that is necessary plus washing his feet as well oking okay, after which he sprinkled the water on his own head this is also a very beautiful thing you take the ashirwad of these people now you may you may wonder ki what is so special about taking the water of the feet of this brahmana so i shall explain once we finish this particular line he anointed him with divinely fragrant sandalwood aguru and kumkuma paste and happily worshiped him with aromatic incense and array of lamps and finally offering him betel nut and the gift of a cow he welcomed him with pleasing words now this is a method of inviting somebody and then giving him the respect of a atithi so how how do you bring in the brahmanas brahmanas are the knowers of brahma as you know so how does this work so it is like this you know when the feet of the brahmana when the feet of these divine beings touches the water the water becomes holy that's what is mentioned if you recollect there were some stories which i had told you about you know shankaracharya you know telling that only when uh, you see he visited this particular place uh, last time we were doing it he visited uh, venkateshwara shrine that is uh, it's there in tirupati now why would shivji want to visit venkateshwara so you will wonder why it is so that when they touch that particular place that place becomes holy it is not that the lord who is staying over there makes the place holy is the people who visit over there makes the place holy and these are the divine beings and when the divine beings visit that place that place becomes holy now 
that is the reason why when you touch the feet of these divine beings that is the sages and the saints even the water which is there is then sprinkled on self so that you get blessings all right by finding him with the chamara the divine goddess of fortune personally served the poor brahmana whose clothing was torn and dirty and who was so thin that veins were visible all over the body now imagine there krishna's wife okay she is the she is the uh, lord she is the person who rules this entire universe as mahalakshmi what is she doing she is taking a chamar chamar is that uh, you know whisk as we call it whisk you know uh, you have seen the long ha- handle and then there are those hairs which are there so that's that is a chamar so she is she is uh, fanning him so it is a very peculiar scene where here we have a poor brahmana who has no clothes also he has got so thin that his veins are also standing at end and uh, here the goddess of fortune is fanning him so the people in the royal palaces were astonished to see krishna the lord of the spotless glory so lovingly honor this shabbily dressed brahmana so unique thing where everybody is seeing and very surprised okay what is happening over here the resident of the palace said what pious act has this unkempt um, impoverished brahmana performed people regard him as lowly and contemptible yet the spiritual master of the three worlds the abode of goddess shri is serving him reverentially leaving the goddess of fortune sitting on her bed the lord had embraced this brahmana as if he was an older brother so everybody is surprised what is this happening over here krishna has got up from his seat and he has gone and he has welcomed him and then after that he's put him on his on his seat and he's you know he's cleaned him up and washed his feet and given him kumkuma and all that and his wife is fanning him how peculiar can that scene be sudev goswami continues taking each other's hand okay krishna and sudama talk pleasantly about how they once lived together in the school of their guru now guru sandipani is the guru of both these people that is krishna as well as balram as well as sudama so now they are going to discuss now think about it when you meet your old friends from school it all starts with the teachers do you remember this teacher so and so what she used to do in school and okay or then you will say you know oh you remember our principal he was like this it's like exchanging you know the old notes with your friends and at that time you keep on discussing your school and the beautiful things that happened during your time so the lord is also doing the same thing the supreme lord said my dear brahmana you know well the ways of dharma after you offered the gift of remuneration to your guru and returned home from the school did you marry a, con- a compatible wife or not after that now he is catching up okay after you finished your schooling and all that then what did you do okay nowadays we will say you college kiya uske baad kaun sa naukri pe gaya kidhar gaya fir uske baad kaun si chokri se shaadi kiya this is what i mean this is a very common thing and then you bring yourself up to date how many children do you have <laughs> so exactly the same way he's asking about after you left the school over there then what happened did you get married even though you are mostly involved in household affairs your mind is not affected by material desires 
North, oh learned one, do you take much pleasure in pursuit of material wealth? This is all we are well aware of. Having renounced all material propensities which spring from the Lord's illusory energy, some people execute worldly duties with their minds undisturbed by mundane desires. They act as I do to instruct in general populace. So Krishna is asking him, so after that, did you marry or not? So you, did you what? Uh, definitely you must be married. But you know what happens is those who are on the spiritual path, they are naturally getting involved. Some of them may get involved in household activities. Some may not get involved in household activities. Some may leave the material world. But whatever the case might be, if you have learned from your teacher, if everybody who learns from their teacher, now Sandipani was a great teacher, so naturally they teach the part of detachment. They teach the part of uh, part of you know dispassion in this material world. So you're not you're dispassionate about things. You're detached. So person is not involved in the household affairs. Even their mind should not be disturbed by material desires. Person should not get disturbed by material desires. So the Lord, just like the Krishna. Now Krishna is living in an opulent palace with sixteen thousand wives and all that. I mean, doesn't it look very strange when that words those words come in? But he's the highest detached person. Think about it. Detachment. Det- attachments means what? You know, you you care for everything, you know. Just imagine. Uh, let us say, if, if you are not in a position to start your car, what will happen? You will ensure that, you know, you have to take it to the mechanic, do something with it and so on and so forth. You are going to be worried about it because maybe next day you have to go to work. Hmm? Or if your child is sick, don't you think you are not going to do anything about it? You are definitely going to do something about it. So you are going to take the child to the doctor and you are going to be worried. The most important word over here is worried. <laughs> you are going to be worried like nobody's business. You are going to be worried. Oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Car doesn't work. You are going to be worried. What's going to happen? Okay. Let us say, just think about it. One, I mean, in India, it's a very common phenomena. If the electricity bill doesn't come, you are worried, you know, date nikal gaya to electricity card denge. Are we not worried about that? <laughs> so, so, suppose if the bill is supposed to come on the say 10th of the month and today is the 20th of the month, it is still not come. And the last date for payment, you know, every month is 25th. Now, if you don't pay, what happens? So, you are going to be worried. Oh my God, oh my God, it's 20th, 20th. Kya karu? Bill kya <laughs> Isn't this how Indians work? We are always doing this. We are worrying for every little thing. We are worrying that, you know, I'm sure, you know, those who, uh, those who have old people in their house, you tell them, you know, see, you have to go to the native place. So, okay, fine. When? Three months later. Three months? That's a short time. Why short time? Ticket book karna padta hai railway ka. <laughs> Seating hona chahiye. Birth milna chahiye. Have you noticed this is how they speak? Right? Birth milna chahiye. You know, your mother, she sleeps on the bottom berth. I need a bottom berth for her. And me, I will sleep on the top berth. So I need a top berth. <laughs> and just imagine, if one ticket comes in one, one compartment and the second one comes in the second compartment, you know how big a problem that's going to be? <laughs> it is going to be the biggest problem in the world. So, till the last minute, you know, dad and mom, if they are going, he is going to be worried like hell. He is wondering, you know, 
वो टीटी को बोलना पड़ेगा चेंज करके एंड फाइनली ही इज गोइंग टू से यू सी आई आई स्टिल रिमेंबर माई ओन डैड यू नो ही यूज टू से आई वर्क इन दिस डिपार्टमेंट यू नो एंड लाइक दिस लाइक दिस एंड ही यूज टू गेट द होल थिंग ऑर्गेनाइज फाइनली यू नो एंड फाइनली आफ्टर द ट्रेन हैज स्टार्टेड एंड देन ही इज गॉट अ सीट नेक्स्ट टू माई मॉम देन ही इज हैप्पी देन ही सिट्स ओवर देयर like that you know completely exhausted by that because he has been running up and down and then he feels exhausted and then he says ye railway walon ko samajhta nahi hai as if the railway understands how booking is done it's a computerized thing nobody understands but ye railway walon ko samajhta nahi hai hum log family hai saath mein jana padta hai this that so it's it's a very peculiar thing and nowadays it is about flights Think about it. You see, when you book your flight ticket, you get a middle seat. You are worried that two fat people or somebody on both the sides or there is a child next to you. You are not going to be able to sit over there, so you are worried. You know, these anxieties are there. Common anxieties. You are worried. Is the seat next to the toilets? I'm going to smell all dirty stuff over there. <laughs> or if you, if you think about it, you know. the anxieties the problems the we are so much into it every day in and out we are worried now how does this system of detachment happen the detachment happens when the mind doesn't come in everything whether it is happening or not happening does it really matter see by getting anxious do you really think that you are not going to get the middle seat if the middle seat is destined for you are anyway going to sit over there okay what is the difference between an person who is like a very common person who is bothered about the middle seat and what is the difference between this detached person the difference is very huge this person is constantly worrying from from the beginning to the end this person just goes over there and says when he is sitting in the middle seat he will say to the air hostess or somebody do you have another window seat or maybe the aisle seat and the air hostess will say sir let the entire flight get filled up after that i will let you know and then what happens he gets the best seat over there so she moves him to another place the person is not anxious at all does it really matter it does not really matter so detached beings are those who are focused in the here and the now they are not bothered about the entire story they are not bothered about what is going to happen where it is going to happen where is the money going to from from when is the marriage going to happen how things are going to work they are least bothered about it the reason is very simple they live in the here and the now what is to be done at that given moment in time they will do krishna is washing the feet of sudama the whole world is watching is he bothered that what others are going to say he is not bothered no <coughs> or what his wife is going to think about it is he is not bothered about it this is exactly how we work in our world we are bothered about everybody else we are bothered about the whole world and we are bothered about ourselves also don't be bothered 
detachment is all about leaving your mind outside the aircraft. Got it? Don't bring it with you inside the aircraft. Right? So this is how detachment. So here you will find Sri Krishna is doing those kind of things. My dear Brahmana, do you remember how we lived together in our spiritual master school? When a twice born student has learned from his guru all that is to be learned, he can enjoy spiritual life which lies beyond all ignorance. So Krishna is talking to Sudama and saying, do you remember everything that our master taught us in the school? Now this is a residential type of a school, you know, where you go to an ashram and you stay over there. Okay, today you call boarding school or maybe day school, I don't know. But in those times it is an ashrama. Hmm? Ashrama is a place where you take ashray, you take refuge, it's a refuge. Ashrama is a word connected to ashray, basically taking refuge under the tutelage of a very great master. My dear friend, he who gives a person his physical birth is his first spiritual master. And he who initiates him as a twice-born Brahmana and engages him in religious duties is indeed more directly his spiritual master. But the person who bestows transcendental knowledge upon the member of all the spiritual orders of the society is one's ultimate spiritual master. Indeed, he is as good as my own self. So Krishna is giving a very clear distinction. He says, First and foremost, the person who gives us the birth, that is the parent, is the first spiritual master. They inculcate a particular style of our working in this material world and teach us spirituality from their perspective. So now, think about all our parents. What is it that they taught you about spirituality? They taught you that you have to go to the temple or the church and pray over there. That you have to go on specific days. Like for Christians it is Sunday Mass. It's very important. Mummy, Daddy has told. Again, for the children it is mentioned. You know, for the Hindus it is whenever there is a very great festival, we all visit the temple. Isn't this how parents have taught us about spirituality? And you have to pray to God. When? Whenever, you know, every day you make a small prayer and then whenever you are going for examination or whatever, you pray to God. So you go and stand in front of a place where there are gods kept over there, the images of the gods and you do some, you know, some noise with your mouth and then you get out, take on prasad and run away from there. So we have learned this from our, this is our first spiritual master. Then the second one is the teacher in school. So he says, the next one who initiates a twice-born Brahmana saying engages in religious duties is indeed more directly his spiritual master. So the second one is the person who introduces this person, this individual towards the spiritual knowledge. So we have spiritual teachers or teachers who talk about religion. So religious, not spiritual per se. We can't call them spiritual in nature. They are more religious in nature. Let us say you have become 20-21 years old. Or let us take Brito's example. A Brito, after he has learned from his mummy daddy, later on he joined the church. And he was the altar boy over there. So you serve the 
priest over there so the temple priest is there or the temple uh, you know the church priest is there he is teaching you things about god so he is the second one or maybe he joined the sunday classes you know they have these uh, different kinds of uh, bible classes so you join the bible class so in the bible class the priest teaches you about different different aspects i'm sure you know those who have gone through this entire process even when you get married or when you are getting married rather the priest calls both of them the husband and the to be husband and wife and they give gives them very clear instructions about the life which they are supposed to lead so he would be called in today's day and age he would be called that now for those who are hindus what what happens to them your parents might have taught you something but there is some mama chacha god no somebody in your family or maybe some temple priest that you have met somewhere you know that person teaches you a lot of different other things and sometimes you feel you know you have become spiritual by going for some some classes which he is at which you attend okay so oh i joined the yoga class in my in my area you know all the girls and the boys are going over there pehla girls aaya baad mein boys aaya so all the girls are going over there so i have joined that classes what do they teach beautiful yoga lessons are given acha what yoga lessons so you see everybody in yoga pants is that what the lessons are all about no we do breathing exercises you know we do breathing exercises oh please restrict yourself only to that much amount of breathing don't breathe very heavily like that okay <laughs> so what kind of classes do they attend and then you have all these you know different I, i've seen you know in every part of india we have specific classes now if you open any page in you know any spiritual page in the in facebook you will find that there are 2000 people attending 1000 people attending what some weekend retreats and classes and those kind of stuff what is that retreat and what is that thing oh five days class seven days class one month six months सिक्स मंथ्स के बाद क्या मिलेगा सर्टिफिकेट सर्टिफिकेट मिलेगा अच्छा या ऑफ कोर्स यू डिड दैट यू नो सम योगा क्लासेस यू आर गोइंग टू गेट सर्टिफिकेट एंड देन टीचर्स ट्रेनिंग इज अनदर सिक्स मंथ्स मोर और फॉर द फर्स्ट सिक्स मंथ्स यू आर सपोज टू पे ट्वेंटी फाइव थाउजेंड फॉर द नेक्स्ट सिक्स मंथ्स इट्स अ टीचर्स ट्रेनिंग वन एंड हाफ लैख टू लैख रुपीज यू आर एन इंडियन नो ओ वेर डू यू स्टे इन अमेरिका देन अमेरिका द चार्जेज आर फाइव थाउजेंड डॉलर्स फाइव थाउजेंड डॉलर्स Yeah, you are Americans. No, that is why. <laughs> so it's a rip-off kind of a thing. This is what the classes are all about, and this is exactly what is taught. There, even religion is taught. By the way, let us say you join any yoga class. Okay, they will teach you Ashtanga yoga. Ashtanga means what? Eight, ang, bodies, different, different aspects about yoga. So they teach them. Not that they don't. But is that a spiritual master? it's a local teacher okay and by the way there was one spiritual master in the year 1947 he must have been there and now he has given he has made so many other teachers and these teachers are now going and teaching what kind of teaching is that happening nobody knows so the truth is that you are learning you know like a secondary third tertiary type type of a knowledge so end of it you are still left with like reading school books okay
Well, how different it would be if you were to learn directly from Einstein? <laughs> it would definitely make a difference, isn't it? Or here, now you, you see the reason why most of the people, those who go for this, uh, you know, um, research work, they want to be associated with some of the top people, some of the very, very top scientists or uh, experts in whatever, like in economics, you would rather directly go to the topmost economian, right? that is whoever turns economics. So, you go to him and say, I want to be your student. That would be the master of that particular subject. So, let us say if, you know, there's a, there are various people, right? And there is one super boss of that particular department. So, you would like to go and learn under that person. So, that way. So, this is the second type. And then the third type. But the person who bestows transcendental knowledge upon the member of all spiritual order of the society is one ultimate spiritual master. Indeed, he is as good as my own self. The last one is the one who teaches you the highest of the spiritual knowledge. He doesn't tell you to go to temple or church and learn over there. He doesn't tell you to do rituals or learn any books or anything like that. He will never teach you anything like that. On the contrary, what he does is, he tells you what is the real path of spirituality. What does it mean to reach God? What does it mean to become realized? What is realization? How do you proceed on that path? And the third one is the real spiritual master. He is taking you on the path of true spirituality. And Krishna is saying over here, that is a true spiritual master. The one who teaches about the ultimate. The father in heaven or the second divine unmanifest, the one who teaches you about Krishna. That person. And who is able to make you reach to that place is the spiritual master. So these are the three kinds which we discussed. Certainly of Brahmana, of all the followers of the Varnashrama system, those who take advantage of the world I speak in my form as a spiritual master and thus easily cross over the ocean of material existence, best understand their true own true welfare. So he's saying, there are people from various Varnashram. Different, different categories of people are there. Some are Brahmins, some are Vaishyas, some are Shudras, like that. So there are different categories of people. Now, all these categories which I describe, I have already described you thousand times. Uh, Kshatriya is not somebody today who thinks he is Bajira Mastani or somebody like that. Like, I fight nothing like that. Here we are talking about a person who is a leader of men. You know, he is a boss. He runs a company, he runs an enterprise, he is, he is giving orders. So he could be an army captain also, does it matter? Somebody who is giving orders and there are downlines. Downlines would be called, you know, Shudras. The, low, the people who listen to other people. So, that's it. And then who are the Vaishyas? The people, those who do everything for the sake of money. They could be professional people also. They could be they, they, dealers, they could be uh, people who sell stuff. And there, there are those who sell professional services. They could be called Vaishyas. So, in various Varnashramas, 
एनीबडी फ्रॉम एनी वर्णाश्रमा कृष्णा इज सेंग एनीबडी फ्रॉम एनी वर्णाश्रमा सो हु टेक एडवांटेज ऑफ द वर्ड्स आई स्पीक इन माय फॉर्म एज अ स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर सो व्हेन आई स्पीक द वर्ड्स अबाउट स्पिरिचुअलिटी दोज हु लिसन टू माय वर्ड्स they could be coming from any category doesn't really matter normally there is a category you know you have the various grades finally you become a brahmana it's like you you go from your college level to this to that to that to that to finally you become a researcher this one and then you get a phd or whatever so there is a gradation isn't it that is a normal gradation in the normal life but krishna is talking about straight away straight direct entry okay So in the direct entry class, you could be from any category. Does not really matter. So he says only those who listen to my words, those who listen to my words, and implement them in their life, thus they can easily cross the ocean of material existence, best understood their own true welfare. Those who know my words and use them for their benefit, they are the only ones who are. capable of crossing over this worldly life i the soul of all beings am not satisfied by ritual worship brahmanical in- initiation penance or self discipline as i am faithful i am by faithful service rendered to one spiritual master krishna is directly you know telling you something which you need to understand he says I don't care about ritual worship. You can go and put your head in front of hundreds of gods. You can visit all the temples possible in this world. You can do as many pujas as you want. Nothing is important to me. For me, Krishna is saying, for me it doesn't matter. You do brahmanical initiation. So you go to some Baba ji somewhere and say, oh, I got initiated in this mantra. or i have joined this particular society a yoga society some yoga society or something like that you know that they teach oh they are teaching brahma vidya what brahma vidya what brahma vidya can any common normal human being teach so he says oh krishna is very clear if some person in this world is telling you that he is going to teach you this or that 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 kind of initiation i don't care for that kind of initiation you can do penance penance means you do tapasya you're going to the mountains you're sitting for 1000 hours over there doing om 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 or whatever something that you keep on chanting and uh, you know twirling your beads doesn't matter or by self discipline self discipline you do upasas and this and that and you you know torture your body doesn't make a difference to me but the one thing which i am bothered about which i really care for and which you should do all this become zero in my world the one thing which you should do is the faithful service rendered to one spiritual master the last of the category the third one the one who tells you how to reach the state of liberation the one who teaches you not all the nonsensical stuff how to do prayers and this and that no he doesn't teach you any of those things he will not teach you yoga poga and all those kind of things okay he is the one who is only focused on telling you how to reach the state of enlightenment how to be one with krishna how to be one with the lord in heaven that's it that one spiritual master 
when you do seva to him when you do render services to the master oh brahmana do you remember what happened to us while we were living with our spiritual master once our guru's wife sent us to fetch firewood and after we entered the vast forest or twice born one an unseasonal storm arose with fierce winds and rains and harsh thunder so now krishna is going back in time and he is telling him see we like we discuss different different stories no when we met oh we went for this picnic oh we went did this like this oh do you remember this one day we had this annual function and this happened and that happened yes in uh, in america they will talk about all the prom that they attended and what dress they wore and how things happened and what dance they did yes oh before that i was learning salsa acha you are learning salsa and then you did salsa over there अभी क्या कर रहा है अभी मैं चार बच्चे की माँ हूँ अभी सालसा नहीं अभी सालसा खाना पड़ता है वो सालसा चलता है आजकल लाइफ में सो थिंक अबाउट इट सो हियर कृष्णा इज इंट्रोड्यूसिंग अ टॉपिक इट्स अ वेरी वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट टॉपिक इन लाइफ सो टेलिंग सुधा माँ डू यू रिमेंबर दैट पर्टिकुलर डे when it was very cloudy and there were some problems and this and that and we were going to the jungle to gather wood or something like that do you remember that oh yes of course then as the sun set the forest was covered by darkness in every direction and with all the flooding we could not distinguish high land or low so that day what happened was it rained and it, and we had to take shelter somewhere after that it became dark and then Why now we have to go back from the jungle back to the ashram? What happened? Constantly besieged by powerful wind and rain, we lost our way amidst the flooding waters. We simply held each other's hand and, in great distress, wandered aimlessly about the forest. Our guru Sandeepani, understanding our predicament, set out after sunrise to search for us, his disciples, and found us in distress. So he says, "Do you remember this time when?" we were lost in the jungles and our master came and searched us out and he found us so yeah sandipani said oh my children i have suffered so much for my sake the body is most dear in every living creatures but you are so dedicated to me that you have completely disregarded your own comfort so the teacher is very very mighty pleased about it he says oh my god you small children you went into the forest poor fellows and so much problem happened it rained and all that and you are you are literally taking care of your gurus you know whatever that work has been given to you this indeed is the duty of all the true disciples to repay the debt of their spiritual master by offering him with pure hearts their wealth and even their lives so sandipani is selling the children this is really very good you see when you have to actually pay your teacher your spiritual master something that is called dakshana and sometimes you may have to pay with your lives so you are doing really a great thing you matlab aapka khud ka body rub out kar rahe hain for your master this is indeed this is a true duty of a disciple you boys are first class brahmanas and i am satisfied with you may all your desires be fulfilled and may the vedic mantras you have learned never lose their meaning for you in this world or the next so the teacher blesses them sandipani blesses everybody that because you have really worked so hard you went in the jungle you got lost and you are really you know actually working very hard 
So naturally, what I will do is I he blesses them that every knowledge that is there in this world, which he has imparted over there in the school, remains with them. Lord Krishna continued, We had many similar experiences while living with our spiritual master's home, in our spiritual master's home. Simply by the grace of the spiritual master, a person can fulfill life's purpose and attain eternal peace. So he says there are many stories which we have heard. And those who actually apply that thing which they learnt in their spiritual master's place in this material world, that person has fulfilled his life's purpose. That means he has reached a state of enlightenment and attained eternal peace. There is eternal peace. So not bothered about middle seat kyu mila ya hamara compartment change ho gaya. Got it? No, no, no such anxieties are going to be there. The Brahmana said, What could I possibly have failed to achieve, O Lord, O Lords, O Universal Teacher, since I am unable to live personally, live with you, whose every desire is fulfilled at the home of our spiritual master? So, what does he say? Now here, Sudama is asking this question. He says, you are talking about those who reach the state of enlightenment, those who reach that particular point, you know, where they have served their masters very well. Now what happened? What could I have possibly failed to achieve? What is it that I have failed to achieve? Sudama is asking Krishna. Why is it that you are talking like this, that after going to this particular sage and learning from him, I should have reached the state of enlightenment and I should not be having any anxiety of any kind? I should be eternally at peace. Then why is this condition with me? What could I possibly have failed to achieve, O Lord of Lords? He is asking Krishna, you know, I should have reached you, that is the spiritual person in heaven. Huh? That is Krishna in the second divine unmanifest. Why is it that I have not achieved that? Since I am unable to personally live with you, whose every desire is fulfilled at the home of our spiritual master. O Almighty Lord, your body comprises the absolute truth in the form of the Vedas and is thus the source of all auspicious goals of life. That you look upon residence as the school of the spiritual master is simply one of your pastimes in which you play the roles of a human being. So, we have come to the end of the chapter. I don't know whether we can start the next one. We can't start the next one. So, I will. this particular line is important. So, you need to understand what this line says. He says, O Almighty Lord, Sudama is telling Sri Krishna, your body comprises the absolute truth in the form of Vedas and is thus the source of all auspicious goals of life. That you took residence at the school of a spiritual master is simply one of your pastimes in which you play the role of a human being. He says, I know you, Krishna, are the highest goal that every human being is supposed to achieve. You are the highest goal, isn't it? Then why is it that you of all the persons are taking tuitions at a teacher who teaches everybody to go to you? Doesn't it sound very strange? Did you understand what I am saying? You see, Krishna is the ultimate goal. That means the father in heaven is the ultimate goal that everybody is supposed to go to. So every spiritual knowledge leads you to that one place alone. And that one place is Krishna or the father in heaven or almighty God, Allah or whatever you want to call it. Now the Allah or the almighty God or the father in heaven, 
Krishna has come down to earth in a human form. Now, why would that human form want to go to another teacher who is teaching people and who is teaching everybody to reach him only? (laughs) So, (laughs) doesn't it sound very strange? So that you look upon the residence of a school of a spiritual master is simply one of your pastimes. So the answer is, it's called a Leela. It's a story. Krishna performs this kind of stories. Why does he do that? You see, he becomes a mundane human being. He will teach you how to live the life of a normal human being. So when you follow him, you will do exactly the way he is doing, isn't it? So this is the most important aspect of life. The Lord teaches us how to live in this world. So when Jesus came down to earth, did he not teach all his disciples and everybody in the world how to live like him? Did he say, Oh, I am a father in heaven. I will give all Romans to the Romans. I say Naikiya Jesus ne. He never said, you know, why should I go on the cross? He never said any of those words. Imagine Jesus talking like this. Or Krishna is saying, Okay, so what do you think? You want to act very funny. 19 times, why do I have to meet you? Come on, once only. I'll do one foo and he's finished. (laughs) Jarasandha and all those people. But he went through that whole thing. Again, when he was born also, he said, you know, imagine, you know, in all our American films and all, you do like this and you get the knowledge. Okay. Or you go inside one machine and then they embed all the knowledge of all the years in maybe 5 minutes or 10 minutes and in the next shot you are seen with all super knowledge with you. They say, Superman ko pura knowledge ek saath aajata hai. Krishna Govesa Nevataya, he is shown as a person who has to work from scratch. Scratch se. Huh? Imagine, Krishna is born. Acha, ye ladki, aja, ye ladki, aja. Aja karke thodi bola usne ladki. He had to go and fight for everybody, isn't it? He doesn't do everything like, you know, aja karke. Chutki mein nahi hota hai. See, there is no magic there. So, what he is saying is, why do you do this? Why does the Lord do this? He is behaving like a very normal human being. He is behaving like a normal human being so that you can learn from him. Though he is the highest detached, but he works even in the kitchens of his wives. You should know this. In one of the very beautiful episodes that is there, he is, he is actually working like a normal human being with his wife and in every household he is doing chores you know like normal chores and imagine wife saying you know ye thaili leke jana bazar se jada ke you know but 2 kilo batata aadha kilo kada ye leke aana imagine krishna doing that also how does that sound you may think you know he is a lord why should he do that but he is doing so that you also learn the learning is extremely important Everything you should learn from him because the way he teaches is unique and that is the reason why it is called Leela. 
it's a very beautiful way of teaching a normal human being how to become divine in nature so i shall stop over here we have come to chapter 80 so next week we shall do chapter 81 all right so we can shut down